With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money on a Friday. Of course, I'm all Shaw. I'm Patrick Maher as we welcome you back. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And Friday means Samich. Of course, Mike Samich, co-host of The Handle every Saturday and Sunday with our buddy uh, Matt Brown here on VSIN. And we say hi. And as we say hi, frequent viewers of not just VSIN and The Handle and Sharp Money are going to notice that Mr. Samich has a new and improved setup behind you. That looks good. Now, I'm not sure. Is that a bunch of liquor behind you? Because you might be kind of outing yourself as a lush. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm outing myself as a lush because it's empty liquor bottles behind me. I don't have any full ones back there because if it's in the house, it's going to be drank, man. It's not It's not for show. It's it's for <laughs> use, right? Uh, and we got some, some nice little Breeders' Cup and Kentucky Derby glasses back there. And uh, this is a work in progress. As we've unpacked more and more things from the office from North Carolina, we're going to put more stuff up behind me here. So keep an eye out there for the little changes from week to week. No, it looks great. It looks great, Mike, and great to see you. Uh, we've got Breeders' Cup coming up here, Santa Anita, uh, first Saturday and Friday, of course, Saturday into the weekend in November. RacingDudes.com, I want to give a shout. Mike, of course, Jared and Aaron, make sure you go check out the boys over at RacingDudes.com. Okay, let's. there's plenty to get to. I, let's kind of back up until last night. I don't know if you heard, but Amal and I were laying the three with West Virginia. And I mentioned, you know, that game is kind of, that encapsulates exactly why VEASAN exists because that 12 seconds of dopamine is the reason that we all love to do this, right? Like whether or not you were on West Virginia or Houston last night, it's kind of like, that's the racket. That's the game right there. Yeah, I have a buddy who was on Houston who runs as good as anyone I know. It's fa- it's ridiculous how he runs. And then, of course, he texts me. He has, he's like, Hail Mary cover with six seconds left. I'm like, I, this is just ridiculous. I, I'll go good. He's running right now. That's a brutal game if you're on West Virginia. Although I would say Houston was in control. The majority of the game seemed like the right side. But to end it like that after getting the touchdown and then you have this wild Hail Mary, uh, man, it's, it's what makes betting fun. It, you get to enjoy the whole thing, brings it to another level. You can put 20 bucks or 200 bucks or 2000 bucks on it. And you are entertained, right? It's like the gladiator scene, right? Are you not entertained? That in a football game <laughs> was wildly entertaining last night. And that, the good thing we had it on considering that Andy Reid wasn't trying against uh, in the NFL last night. Wait, hold on. You have to hear, and I don't know if Amal admitted this when we talked about this at the onset of Sharp Money, but Amal Shaw, after the Hail Mary, what did you do with the rest of your night? I went to sleep. I, I just I turned off the TV uh, and just went straight to bed. I don't even know if it was 8 o'clock. It was like 8 o'clock. Yeah, I, it wasn't how, 8 o'clock. How do you... How do you fall asleep? I mean, we, we know you don't have any pillows on your bed. So that's question number one. But the second part of this is like, even if you're on either side of that game, how do you not, how do you fall asleep right afterward? If I have a bad beat or a crazy win like that, I got at least an hour before I'm crashing. First of all, I've been watching this great show from 2018 on Netflix called The Dogs of Berlin. It's a really good show if somebody's looking for a show. Normally I turn that on. Uh, Mike, I went in the room, I just shut the door and it's, it is so dark in my room. You can't see anything. 
And I just was like, you know what? Who the hell cares? I didn't set the alarm. I usually set the alarm because I do a Friday morning show. I'm like, I will be up sometime by two, three o'clock in the morning. It didn't matter. I, I couldn't believe, but I was telling Patrick, I can't really complain because I got lucky last week in the Jets game. I laid a bad number in play and the Jets got that fumble recovery for a touchdown. But Patrick and I were talking about this and you know this, Mike, you've been doing this a long time. There had to be a part of you if you were on the Mounties like I was and Patrick was that there's this possibility, especially when you got that unsportsmanlike conduct and the kickoff was coming from the 20. So you assume the kickoff would put the ball somewhere around the 35 to 40, a quick out, and then they're going to have one shot. I mean, that's part of betting, right? Yeah. Is that we always in our head just start doing the math of how things can go wrong in those yeah. type of situations. You're like, oh, yes, we got the touchdown. We're going to cover. And then you see the flag. You're like, oh, no, I know yeah, it's, it's exactly. going to. I know this isn't over now. I know they have a shot. I, it comes with the territory that, that it's not over until that final whistle blows. I, I can't imagine the people had money line parlays with University of Miami last week where for some reason they don't take a knee and then they give up these two massive plays. Heck, my Miami championship at 80 to one ticket went down the tubes because they couldn't take a knee. It's just these, these moments in college football that you know are going to happen just because the other team gives the, the opponent the opportunity to be able to take the game away. Mike, I wasted Patrick and Dustin's time and everybody else's listening and watching's time last week on Wednesday giving a five-minute diatribe on why the Hurricanes could win the ACC at 6-1. to one. Co- Correction, Mario Cristobal wasted your time yeah, during fair. that rant. Yeah, that's no fair. kidding. Correct. Who doesn't take and a also, Come on. Just a, just a great memory and callback by Mike Samich and the diabolical move by Amal. Amal surprises us, to be fair, every day, <laughs> but none more surprising than when he told us he sleeps, wait for it, without pillows. What? Uh, I'll never never forget that moment. Never in my life. I know no one else Dude, who does the that. The worst thing in the world is like when you go somewhere and you're staying at somebody's house or if you're in a hotel and they've got these pillows that could be used in professional pillow fighting where you could knock somebody out in one shot and then the bed is hard as a rock, you're like, dude, I'm screwed either way. I mean, it's like, for me, it's like sleeping at 45 degrees. I mean, it's over. I'm like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> to the young, to the young, any uh, p- uh, prospect, I'll put it that way, in Las Vegas that happens to be a young lady, if you see at some point Amal Shaw sleeping in a bed, please take a picture of him <laughs> being completely horizontal without a pillow staring at the ceiling because I need to see that. I just want to know if, if, if you bring a lady home, Amal, is it BYOP? Like, do they have to bring their own pillow? <laughs> I've, got that, I've got that stupid bedding where you actually put all those crappy pillows on there to make it look like you have a nice bed. Uh, just on my half, because I don't even move when I sleep. Literally, I just put them all on one side, and it looks like nobody's even moved on that side. <laughs> BYOP <laughs> is a good line of the day. Mike Samich, VEASAN host, professional handicapper, joining us here at Sharp Money, as he does on Fridays. All right, the final four is set just quickly. I don't know if you have a take here as far as baseball is concerned, but I'll throw it at you. The NL, we're looking at the Phillies. I thought Acuna Jr. had a shot. Wyatt's Braves go down with a whimper. Uh, a shot at the top of the seventh. Bases jack, 3-2 count. Left center caught. That was the series. The Phillies are laying a buck seventy. Arizona, the D-backs who are undefeated in this postseason are plus 145, Mike. Yeah, I don't have any action on this right now. If I was going to play anyone, it would be the Phillies. I just, I, they just feel like they've got the mojo. They've got it all going. You've seen what Bryce Harper's been able to do in this postseason that play with absolute homer blast, like blast after blast there in Philadelphia. They just have that energy, that that momentum that you need in postseason baseball. Now, momentum's only good as good as the starter the next day on the bump. So we'll see if they can keep that rolling against Arizona, who's looked good as well. But man, it's wild what we saw from these teams who had a time off to then come back and just get demolished in that round. The buy almost seems like it was a detriment to a lot of them, especially when we had sweeps and all the wild card round. But if I was going to lay anything here, I take the Phillies minus the game and a half. You can get them at slight plus money minus a game and a half right now, but I don't have any interest. I don't have any bets myself on the series. Quick question for both of you. Do you think baseball should go to eight teams in each league to make the postseason? So these teams who win the division, and we talked about it, Patrick, earlier in the week, the Braves hadn't played a meaningful game since that Dodgers series about three, four weeks ago. Because it seems like outside of Houston, the layoff impacted everyone. The Orioles get swept. The Braves struggle. And the Dodgers get swept. 
No, absolutely. Keep them busy. And by the way, Rob Manfred, he is amazing when it comes to programming because he said, why start the series early when we can go against the NFL on Sunday with the Astros and the Rangers? There you go. And then, by the way, on Monday night, let's go against Monday night football standalone. Why not? Anything on the Astros and Rangers, $1.40 on the Astros plus 120 on the Rangers, Mike. I think it's going to be a long series. I think both these teams are going to be able to hit the ball. Uh, to me, this is more of an over series here down in Texas. I do lean toward the Astros, the favorite as well. But again, didn't put anything down on this one. Uh, I'm just excited to be able to bet Verlander World Series MVP when it comes to it. Because I love the fact that he's back in Houston, going to go back to the World Series with this Astros team, hopefully. And then I, I can get a little bit of piece of him, see if we're able to get multiple wins, get a nice little Verlander ticket going. We mentioned it at the top. Let's go to Thursday Night Football. That was a snooze fest because Sean Payton is in full tank mode. But again, it's all about getting the best of the number, not necessarily the best of it. But again, you could have pushed on the Broncos and you could have covered the 10 and a half, which it ended up closing with the Chiefs and 19 to eight. They got the touchdown and two point with about six minutes to go. They being the Broncos, but the Broncos, I wrote down yikes in my notes here. Mr. Samich, I said, Peyton, one of the best offensive minds of all time. No complexity to the offense, basic and curious play calling. Would you disagree with any of that? I don't, man. It, it sure feels like this Broncos team is secretly tanking for Caleb Williams, and it's not so much of a secret anymore. Their GM was actually at the Colorado USC game on the sideline, which I thought was interesting. Uh, you know, we've got a 10-year contract with Peyton. He clearly doesn't want Russell Wilson there for the first five of those 10 years. And so I think he would be happy to be able to take a first round quarterback here. This was just like playing with your food from a Chiefs perspective. Andy Reid did not bring out the good plays. You could tell that they were not interested in trying to show anything on tape here. They thought they had this Broncos team beat from the first snap and the Broncos team on offense. It was just vanilla. I mean, it's, it's a mess over there. You've got the Jerry Judy issues. You guys played that Steve Smith senior clip earlier. That was wild. You are hearing that he, there's a problem in the locker room with, with, uh, with Judy as well. You're already shopping, shopping pass rushers there. I mean, this Broncos team has no interest in winning this year. They're, they're a play against here moving forward. I will say the running back room, pretty interesting with, with, uh, Williams and McLaughlin there. But outside of that, there's just not much talent in Denver and, and this chiefs team. They are really good. I realize that was a vanilla game plan from Denver. I've got the Chiefs defense as the number six defense in the NFL right now. It is a scary proposition to have Patrick Mahomes have the sixth best defense in the NFL. If he's able to figure out that receiving group, if they're able to improve as the year goes on, this is a really, really dangerous Chiefs team when they decide to start trying. Mike, I know last week you mentioned uh, you had the Chiefs as your number one power rated team. Anything changed for you from the performance in Minnesota since we talked to you last Friday and Thursday night's game at all? I still got the Chiefs first, and mainly it's it's the difference I have between Mahomes and Purdy. I think I think Kansas City and San Francisco are clearly the two best teams in the NFL right now. But when it comes down to it, I just trust Kansas City with Mahomes more. I think that the defenses are closer to comparable this year, and I'm still worried about San Francisco staying healthy. They've got to prove that they can stay healthy for a full 17-game season and into the playoffs. It's something they've struggled with for the last three years. Until they're able to do that, I'm going to go with Old Faithful with the Chiefs here. Okay, Samich is here. A great looking new setup behind him there at the crib. Of course, you can check him out every Saturday and Sunday on the handle with Mr. Brown. We return Sharp Money. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN, the sports betting network, and Amal was just asking Samich, do you like hockey? Little known fact about Mike Samich, his indoctrination here on VSIN, the sports betting network, was doing hockey on the Lombardi line with me and Mr. Lombardi. So remember that, Mike. Look how far you've come now, hanging out every weekend in Vegas at Circa on the handle. And check out Mike's picks along with. Amal Shah, who's been red hot over at vcin.com slash subscribe. Easily sortable, file host and guest. Top vcin expert leaderboard. Introductory offer right now for 19 bucks. Should give a shout to the big guy as well. The big guy sent over like 14 picks. This is like, this is typical Dustin Sweetelson. And I mentioned it earlier. He's not in today and it's brutal for him. Like some people like to have days off from work, but he just identifies with work. And that's why I always get mad at him. I wish he would care a little bit more about himself sometimes in life and, you know, take care of his health, but work, work, work. Uh, so it's a complicated relationship he has with work, but he has the day off where he's hanging out with his parents in Las Vegas today. And I think he's in hell because he's texted me more today than he does when we're working. Uh, but he did send over almost like a, Hey guys, don't forget about me text, which was, I asked them all to set a total on how many texts, how many, um, picks that Dustin sent over today. Apparently he wanted us to do three hours on him because he sent over 15 picks. <laughs> so, so we'll get those in for the big guy who to be fair has been doing a great job ROI wise and against the spread over there picks at a glance vcin.com slash subscribe. And the big guy will be back on Monday. Okay. Are you still hating on the Bengals, Mr. Samich? Because Amal and I, and of course, Dustin, we got 40 to one with our free roll. And I'm looking right now. I know one of your bets is the over 44 and a half with Seattle at Cincinnati. But I was talking to Amal during the break a couple breaks ago about the quotes coming out of Cincinnati are absolutely wonderful. Burrow saying his calf has never felt better. In fact, he said it's the best feeling calf on the planet. Uh, the team some organized activities. There's a lot of bonding going around with the Bengals. Who day indeed Samich. Yeah. I, I best feeling calf on the planet. I'll take the under on that. There's at least one calf. that's feeling better. <laughs> I might've made Burrows that up. right now. No, no <laughs> chance. That's true. Um, look, I, the Bengals are tough. I, I wrote an article for vcin.com all about injury and assessing injuries in the NFL, how it affects the line and, and really how to try and take advantage of it as a better. And Joe Burrow is one of the guys I talked about because these first five weeks are absolutely baffling from a handicapping perspective on what to expect from Joe Burrow. Uh, we knew he had the calf injury going into week one. No one really knew the severity. We saw him be able to move pretty well on Monday night, week three, and then week four, he had his worst game of the season. Now he came back and he looked better week five against that Cardinals team. But when you look at even the deep touchdown to chase, he kind of hopped through it. He didn't really push off that back half. 
He ran. He did scramble in that game, which I think is a positive. I think we're starting to see the other side of it. I want to make sure you're consistently getting six days rest if you want to play Joe Burrow. We'll see how they're able to come out. From a long-term perspective on this Bengals team, uh, they've got a tough schedule. This was the easiest first stretch of their games. They really had three winnable games after those two games in division week one and week two. They're sitting there three and two to me for them to be able to win a Super Bowl. They have to win the division, which I I think is in range for them, but they really need to take advantage. They need to play very well down the stretch because the schedule does get tougher for the Bengals. As far as this week's matchup, I think it's going to be a fun game. I mean, we've got a Seattle team coming off a bye, heading into Cincinnati. They've actually played a lot better then I think people realize that week one loss, the Rams doesn't look as bad as it did when they lost that game. The win in Detroit looks a heck of a lot better than it did when they won that game as well. And we've seen what Detroit's been able to do on both in the trenches on both sides of the ball. That was Seattle was actually able to hold up against them. I think that says, uh, says a lot about this Seattle team. I think both of these offenses have a lot of success on Sunday though. This is a, a, a Bengals defense, which I don't think is nearly as good as last year. They lost Bates, their star safety. They're still trying to work through it there. I think they may improve as the season goes on, but he was their signal caller and very important for that defense on the Seattle side. I think they're an average defense, but I think if you we have Burrow playing the way he is, they're going to be able to put points up as well. Total sitting at 44 and a half. I like the over in this spot. I don't want to touch a side. I would lean Seattle simply because they're off a of buy and catching points on the road, but I'm probably not going to have a, a bet in my account unless it gets to three and a half. Well, I like Mike's call on the over here. A couple things in the breakdown of Seattle's schedule so far. I don't think the Rams' loss is that bad, not because the Rams have looked better than probably we anticipated. It's a division opponent to start the season. I think there's always rampant optimism in all 32 camps when you start the season. I thought Stafford played pretty well. Now, in terms of Detroit win, overall, it's a good win, but I thought they got 24 points in the second half, and then also Detroit was minus three in the turnover category. I think the Hawks are a pretty good football team. They're probably somewhere in between, in my estimation, between what they showed in Detroit and the loss against the Rams. I still think this is a team that can challenge. But Patrick, I'm going to tell you right now, I love Cincinnati in this spot. This reminds me of the game against the Rams a few weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago. They need this game. If they drop this game, they've got an 8% chance of making the playoffs. You cannot go to a scenario right now where Cincinnati falls to 2-4 and four in a competitive division. Mike referenced it. You've got still to come. The 49ers, the Buffalo Bills, this is going to be a challenging schedule moving forward. I think this is a game where they can get on top and uh, get on track here. This is a good opportunity at home. You know what it is? It's Samich has bitterness that the handle didn't win the random drawing from Bill A.D., and he's just picking apart. Look, Random. here's the bottom line. You know what it's about? It's about playing a price. It's 440. Now, I can't remember. I think you said San Francisco. And to be fair to you and Amal, Amal, what was it? Five and a half to one five on the half, Friday yeah. when we learned? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So if we're talking five and a half to one, I mean, what we've seen from the 49ers right now, they're a freaking wagon, boys. So it's like I would have had no problem with a return of, you know, 5,500 bucks on the 49ers. But if we're just talking pricing, I I think one of the prices you said you liked was the Seahawks, actually, Mike. Yeah, I I said I would take the Chiefs as a short price. Uh, If I'm going to take an AFC team, I want the team I think is going to get the number one seed in the AFC because I don't want to go on the road against the AFC quarterbacks. If I'm going to take a price, I'm taking an NFC team because I would I think there is ways you can go on the road in the NFC and be able to win the Seahawks. I think we're sitting there at 35, 40 to one as well. They would have been the price play for me if I was taking a crazy shot simply because I think they're going to continue to improve as the season goes along. And yes, the top of the NFC is very good. After those two teams, Philadelphia and San Francisco, there's a lot of beatable teams in the NFC. I, I agree with Mike completely. And I'll tell you what, I try to tell John Goulet on Friday, allow us to make this play on the 49ers now. Because when they beat Dallas on Sunday, this number is going to come down. I think he just thought he was doing us a solid by letting the Cowboys potentially win the game and the number get better. But obviously, it didn't materialize. Oof. Oof. The Cowboys. Shots fired. Offense. <laughs> that shots fired. And deserve it. Shots yeah, fired. Absolutely. If we're being honest. Uh, let's go to London. Cherio, Baltimore will stay in division at Tennessee at Tottenham Stadium. It is. Is it Tottenham Stadium? Yeah, that's where they're playing, right? I yeah, guess apparently. Yep. All the purse. They're bitter. They're bitter with the turf. Apparently the turf not suitable for football. However, Baltimore's laying four and a half in the total low 142 here, Mike. 
Yeah, give me Baltimore here uh, for a couple reasons. First off, I think this number is a little bit short because of last week's Pittsburgh game. If you watch that Pittsburgh game, it was the faultiest final we have seen from the entire season. That should have been a Baltimore Ravens win by 14 points. And when you look at the metrics, it, it looks like it's a close game. But when you factor in the drops that you had from Baltimore's side, two easy touchdown drops, close to 120 air yards dropped. If you added that, the YPP, the overall yardage gain would have shown a dominant performance here from the Baltimore Ravens versus the Pittsburgh Steelers and Pittsburgh wouldn't have been in it in the second half. So you wouldn't have had near the same issues toward the end. I think Baltimore's downgraded a little bit because of that in the market. I don't believe they should be. Secondly, I love what what Baltimore did from a travel perspective here. So this is the second time they've gone to London. First time they went, they got waxed by 37 points. They flew on a Friday. They left on Monday of this week because they felt it was like it was that big of a deal to have the extra time in London. When are the Titans heading out? Friday morning. Give me the team that's going to be out there and do actually practice on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday in London. They're able to get acclimated to the surroundings and then they're able to play the game on Sunday. I think it's going to make a big difference here. I'm also low on Tennessee. I don't think this is a very good football team. Uh, Baltimore's run defense has been very good. They'll be able to stop Derrick Henry. So then the big question is, can Ryan Tannehill beat me? I'll take my chances there. It's also the first time since week one, Baltimore's offensive line is going to be healthy as well. I love the Ravens in this spot. I, first of all, I like your breakdown of Baltimore. I tend to agree with you. I think they're being underappreciated and undervalued for that performance late in the fourth quarter against Pittsburgh. That's a game they should have won. They dominated that game really for the most part. Uh, the one thing I don't understand, guys, if you're going from the East Coast, New York, Boston, Philly, D.C. area to London, it's the same thing if you're flying to Seattle. Why do we act like they're going to Southeast Asia? Hey, what happened to the plane back in the day that could fly from New York to London in like 17 minutes. The Concorde, no three and a half exists. hours? The Concorde. Yeah. What, how is it possible that the Concorde used to exist and it just doesn't anymore? <laughs> like what? We went backwards as far as development of spacecraft? What is that? Amal, you're a traveler. Tell me why. Dude, it was cost prohibitive. Too expensive. But in terms of time, you're absolutely right. I don't understand. These teams are going over here like, guys, we're going to London. I mean... It's not like these guys aren't eating fish and chips at home. I mean, come on, give me a break here. <laughs> you would fish think it wouldn't chip. make much of a difference, but Baltimore chose to fly out four days earlier, their second experience. Clearly, it does make a difference. The Titans taking a red eye. Why would you ever take a red eye if you're an NFL franchise? It's the only no. way to travel. <laughs> no stone. Yeah, Amal loves red eyes. Yeah. Amal is a freaking yeah. weirdo. If we're just <laughs> being honest. Play, <laughs> play in the NFL. <laughs> he doesn't play by regular rules in any aspect of I, life. I, I do loves have to sign eyes. off on the weirdo parties, correct? <laughs> we'll come back. We'll get some college plays from Samich, and we'll run the board as we do here on Sharp Money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Yeah, the Mountaineers defensive backs wearing roller skates on that Hail Mary didn't help us. Anywho, let's take a break and talk about Zinn nicotine pouches, Samich. We're always debating, Mr. Shaw, what team and what a team needs to do to go to number one. But Zinn nicotine pouches are already there, boys. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. You can find your Zinn at your local convenience store. I can't believe that freaking happened last night. Anywho, go to ZYN.com. That's ZYN.com as a warning. this pro- I mean, seriously, backing up? This product does contain nicotine. If you're Neil Brown, I don't know what you're doing today. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back. I mean, I mean, I didn't go as hard as Amal did on West Virginia, but we we were feeling pretty good. Now, the only solace you can take as we say hi, I'm Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw at the D, Mike Samich, just before he takes off on the flight to Las Vegas to host the handle over the weekend. Of course, Saturdays and Sundays, of course, the boys are doing an amazing job. And let's actually talk about what you have coming up on the show in just a minute here. But um, I think if we can take solace it wasn't necessarily our game there, but then all of a sudden we had it and then it was ripped right out of our hands. So it's not necessarily a terrible beat. It's just one of those situations you'd like to have the good fortune. I, to me, I quantify a couple things as terrible beats. Mario Cristobal not taking a knee. Robin Ventura not circling the bases on a grand slam when you've got over seven and a half like I did. That's a <laughs> terrible beat. But here's the thing where I'm ticked off. Mike, you go back to the third quarter. The Mounties are moving the ball. They've got a, a three or four point lead at this point in time. And they throw the ball. Should have been a touchdown. 
The running back pops it up right into Hamilton's hands. He gets a pickoff. That should have been a touchdown. They should have gone up 10 or 11, whatever the number would have been. I think 10 at that point in time. That's what really kind of swung the game for me there. Yeah, I mean, these college football games, it seems like we have more of these plays happening week after week where you, you're just on the razor's edge of a side or a total and something wonky happens. It's a it's a dropped pass. It's a, a, a fumble that's not a fumble, but maybe it is because his arm's going forward without the football. Something is happening in each one of these games. But I kind of agree with Patrick here. It felt like watching the game. Houston was the right side. There were moments West Virginia seemed to get control. But I, I felt like Houston deserved to cover that game before the last two minutes. Now, I also agree... It's gut-wrenching when your team, and you feel like you shouldn't cover, goes in and scores, you're in cover land, you're celebrating, and then you have it end like that. I mean, it's one of those where you're like, come on, can't I just catch a break? And as someone who bets horses all the time, I promise you it all evens out. You end up 50-50 on photo finishes. You'll end up 50-50 on these coin flips. It's one of the reasons bankroll management is so important in both horse race betting and in sports betting. But man, it's frustrating when it goes the way it goes goes the other direction. I'm not complaining about the loss in the Hail Mary. I'm actually just still uh, apoplectic about the play in the third quarter because they would have gotten up two scores, and I think the dynamic of the game changes. It's it's so many times there's those plays in between that we forget about that are really the key to where you get. I didn't look. I'm not that mad because I got lucky in the Broncos Jets game on Sunday. So to me, that as you alluded to, it's a 50-50 wash there. I just think because there was such little time left, and it's rare that an experienced play-by-play guy like Tim Brandon goes, hey, this thing is over. <laughs> Brando. He was looking for his keys. Brando's, Brando's got no chill at all. Um, okay, just quickly on the handle, coming up this Saturday and Sunday, what do you got on tap? Yeah, we'll be on four to seven Pacific, seven to 10 Eastern Saturday. We'll cover all the Sunday NFL games, talk about all of our bets, go over the injury reports, say who's in, who's out uh, seven to, or I'm sorry, from f- six to seven Pacific, nine to 10 Eastern. We'll release uh, both the survivor circuit survivor picks as well as circa millions picks. So make sure you tune in, check that out. You can find out who Matt and I have as well. Then Sunday we'll react to the games Legion and uh, Sunday night football, get our, out our player props first touchdown bets, live bets for that night. Uh, and then we'll go over the line for the following week. It's been the most valuable segment of our show. If you're talking to our listeners, we've been on the right side of four or five line moods almost every single week. So it's a great way to get ahead and get your card started for the following week. That's six to seven Pacific, uh, nine to 10 Eastern on Sunday when we rip through all the games. Huge upgrade on the weekends, valuable programming. That with the handle, of course, Mike Samich and Matt Brown. Okay, quickly, I just want to get two games from you, college football, then we'll go straight to the board as is customary here with the boys uh, as we run it, NFL style. USC, you're going to take the three. Now, you can find a three. If you want to lay it with Notre Dame, you can find a two and a half. You're going to take. Yeah, give me the three points here. Look, Caleb Williams is the best player on the field. The handicap is really as, as simple as that, and this is a brutal stretch for the the Irish at this point. I mean, they have played four or five big games ever since that Ohio State game. It's just big game after big game after big game. Now they've got to go home, take on a USC team that we'll see how this defense holds up, but I'm confident the offense is going to be able to put points on the board against the Irish. So it's whether or not the Irish can score with them. Like I said, I'll take Caleb Williams this situation. I think this is the wrong favorite. I think USC should be laying two and a half, not catching three. So I'll take the field goal with uh, with the Trojans here. Corvallis lay three and a half. UCLA in town. Very good defenses. We're going to go under the 54 and a half. What are you doing here? Don't hate the under. Haven't played it yet, but I would lean toward that direction. Look, we've seen it. We've seen a trend develop here with these, what I'm going to call mid-tier Pac-12 teams. None of them can win on the road. And and I think that's what we're going to see here with a young quarterback at UCLA trying to go into a very hostile environment. They've already lost at Utah when they could not move the football one iota. Now they've got to go to Oregon State and try and be able to put points on the board. I think Oregon State takes care of business here. If you look at the games in conference, Oregon State goes into Washington State. They lose. Utah goes uh, goes into Oregon State. They lose every single time you have these road teams going in at the middle tier of this conference at home field advantage matters. And you've got some phenomenal home field advantages here in the Pac-12, Oregon State being one of them. I'll lay the three and a half with Oregon State. Beautiful. Great job, Mike Samich. Okay, boys, I'm going to pull up the board here. We're going to run it as we do. It's customary on a Friday here, sharp money to run the board. We go rotation number and we're going to get started in London, 251. Again, we'll start with Samich. We'll go to Amal Shaw and I'll finish us off. 251, your rotation number, Baltimore at Tennessee. Baltimore's laying four and a half. You got a total of 42, Samich. 
Love the Ravens in this spot. Went over it last segment. Uh, I, this to me that they're, they're adjusting their travel schedule. It tells me that they're paying attention to this game. Faulty final last week against Pittsburgh. I have Baltimore laying seven. So four and a half to me is a, a bargain number. I also tend to like the over a little bit here in this spot. Tottingham played toward overs generally. Uh, I'm not going to touch this game, but I like Mike's call on the Ravens here. Good bounce back opportunity for them against a bad Titans team. Both teams, the Ravens and the Titans, have had four of their first five games this season go under the total. That's why you see a 42 on the total. It's a low one. Also, the travel, which uh, no stone unturned with Mr. Samich, highlighted perfectly. However, what changed my mind, and I think it changed Wyatt, our producer's mind as well, he wants to go lay it because your number, your true number being seven, has changed my mind. I'll go Ravens, lay the four. Samich is as sharp as they come in the NFL. He's got seven showing. I'll take the difference and lay the four. Let's go 253, your rotation. Washington is at Atlanta. Two teams that need it here. Atlanta is laying two and a half, Mike, and a total of 42. Not going to touch the total here. I made it 42 and a half. So I think we're right around the same, the right number. If I was going to play a side, I would take Atlanta. Desmond Ritter actually been a lot better at home than on the road. Uh, I don't think this Washington team is very good. They were supposed to be a good defensive team. We've just not seen that from them all season. So for me, this is Atlanta or pass. I agree with Mike. If you can get less than a field goal here, I like this Falcons team. They're getting a lot of home games in early. I think that was a good win for them. Ritter's had two come from behind victories against Green Bay and against Houston. I think this is a good matchup, and this is one of the few times where Ritter is actually equivalent to the other quarterback on the other side. Okay, boys. Washington has scored eight and a half points. They've averaged eight and a half points in the first half this year. That's not very good. <laughs> However, mm -hmm. the Falcons hold my beer. They've averaged five and a half points in the first half this year. The total set at 20 and a half first half. Let's go under that first half total of 20 and a half with the Commanders and the Falcons. Yikes. 255, Mr. Samich. Minnesota is at Chicago, and Minnesota's up to three. It's blanketed, so three everywhere. 43 and a half on the total. What do you got here, Mike? I was part of the move when this was Minnesota two and a half. I was one of the people that took the two and a half or laid the two and a half with Minnesota here in this spot. I, the optimism around the bears a little bit too high for me. Justin Fields back to back good games, but they were against atrocious defenses. So I'm not really going to give them all that much credit. Uh, the Vikings defense, not very good either, but I don't think this should have been under three. I think the Vikings should have been a three and a half to four point favorite here. Here at three, I think it's right around the correct number. But if a minus two and a half pops up with the Vikings again, I'd recommend betting it. Didn't touch this game, Patrick, but I'm a little bit opposite of Mike on this one. I like the Bears at home catching the three. I just have some concerns about Minnesota without Justin Jefferson and where this team is at mentally sitting at one and four and potentially looking at one and five. Okay, alert the presses. We've got a gummy play, a 10 on the line with me and Mr. Samich because I don't like, I love the Chicago Bears. A gummy on the line. Give me the three at home. Minnesota, that was an emotional spot last weekend. Could have won it at home against Kansas City. Turn around, maybe the best player in football right now, Justin Jefferson. He gone. Kirk Cousins, a lot of trade speculations. And here comes Chicago. This is about as high as they've ridden in a while. I'll take the three at home agree this would be a spot to fade the bears however the three up from the two and a half that is the selling point for me so we do have our official gummy play on rotation 255 mr samich which he can use on that 45 minute flight from santa barbara to vegas if he comes out a winner when we return we continue with the board 257 mike samich's seattle seahawks at our cincinnati Bengals. next up sharp Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, DraftKings, get involved. Five bucks. You get $200 instantly when you use the promo code SHARP. It's that simple. Plus a no sweat, same game parlay. My goodness, DraftKings, thank you. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Don't forget to use that promo code SHARP. Okay, we got you back here. Mike Samich, we're running the board. Amal Shaw, I'm Patrick Maher. It's Sharp Money on a Friday. Hope you're having a nice week. Got a huge weekend as far as sports are concerned. Uh, shout to the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. Great job by Wyatt, but big guy will be back on Monday. He sent me over like 15 plays. I'm going to give out his NFL plays right now. And when I do, I'll get, uh, I guess I have to do shtick like Dustin would do. I have to think of like a pun, right? I'll get ahead of it, boys. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, okay. Dustin, first half Eagles lay three and a half at the Jets. First half Chiefs against the Broncos. He already won that. That's why he put it in here just to brag. Smart Patriots man. at the Raiders. He likes the under 41 and a half. Saints at the Texans under 42 and a half. Commanders at the Falcons under 42 and a half for the big guy. The Bears catching two and a half versus the Vikings catching three now. He's got a better number. And the Titans catching four, catching four and a half now against the Ravens. There are the big guys plays as far as the NFL is concerned. Okay, boys, let's continue. We run it. Let's go. Uh, next up, 257, Seattle at Cincinnati. Right now, Cincinnati's laying three, and the total, Amal Shaw is four. Excuse me, Mike Samich is 44 and a half. Give me the over here. Uh, Seattle coming off the bye. I think you'll be able to move the football against a Bengals defense, which I think is weaker than last year. I think what I saw from Burrow last week gives me confidence that this Bengals offense should be able to move the football at least decently against the Seattle defense here. I'll take the over 44 and a half ever ticks to three and a half. Give me the Seahawks as well. Patrick, this is my favorite play of the NFL season so far. I love the Bengals in this one, two and a half or three. When you look at this, remember the look ahead line when Burrow was expected to play against the Rams was six. And then when he wasn't expected to play, it was two and a half. Now you got Joe Burrow in the lineup, played well against Arizona. You've given me a similar or comparable number to two teams that I think are pretty similar. I know Mike has Seattle rated a little bit higher. But at the end of the day, I got the Bengals in a really crucial spot for them. I love the Bengals here. Again, like I said, my favorite bet of the NFL season so far through six weeks. Samich, Legion of Doom with his Seahawks. I don't even know if I like the Bengals play lane three, but I'm laying it out of pride because we've got 40 to one on a thousand dollar free roll. That is full disclosure. Don't trust me, but I agree with them all. Shaw and his breakdown. Let's go. Who day next Start up? 259. <laughs> next up 259 San Francisco Purdy at Cleveland. PJ Walker 10 36 and a half on the total Samich. 
Yikes. Yeah, I, I can't touch this one now that we're at 10. It was seven and a half yesterday when this news broke. Great teaser zone there, but sitting at 10 for me, this is this is tough to take a side or a total. No interest in backing PJ Walker. Uh, I made this nine and a half with PJ Walker in, so technically I guess I should be taking the points, uh, but I'm not going to take the points in this spot. It's just one to pass on. Uh, watch it. I'll bet on a different game. If you have some guts, play the under 36 and a half or 35 and a half from where you can get it. Browns number one in total defense, 49ers number two in total defense. Browns number one against the pass, Niners number two against the run. No play here. I like, well, this is, again, we don't have to give official plays, just a lean. I yeah. do like that. I'll, I'll give you another one here. I'm going to go under team total Cleveland Browns. Do you guys have, you want to take a shot what it is? It's uh, 13 and a half. <laughs> Let's go. There is no chance we're getting to 14 points here with PJ Walker and the Browns against this 49er defense. Let's go under 13 and a half Cleveland Browns team total. Next up, rotation 261 New Orleans at Houston. New Orleans is laying a point and a half on the road. Samich and the total Total is 42. Total's right on for me. Uh, kind of want to take overs in Houston games, but that last week was pretty frustrating. Atlanta, they were just not able to convert inside the red zone. That's one of the big concerns for me. Saints defense been very good in the red zone. Saints defense actually been pretty good. However, it's been against a weaker schedule. Uh, lean toward the Saints here. Uh, I'll probably end up playing them at one and a half uh, when it comes Sunday. This will be one of the last games on my card, though. I lean the Houston Texans, but if you're a teaser player, I love the Texans in this one. Getting seven and a half. And I'm not a big fan of teasing totals, Mike, but I would take this thing up to 48 and a half. Patrick, I think both teams struggle against pretty solid defenses. I think Stroud could have his worst game of his career so far. New Orleans, 11 straight unders. What? Let's keep it going. 42 and a half. We'll go under New Orleans and Houston. Next up, 263. Indy at Jacksonville. Of course, it is Minshew. Lawrence for Jacksonville laying it 44. This is Jacksonville's bugaboo. Indianapolis coming down to Jacksonville, right? Let's go, Samich. What do you got? Give me the Colts plus the four here. Terrible travel spot for the Jaguars. We talked about all this travel to London. They just spent two weeks there. Now they're coming on back home, taking on a team that gave them all they could handle in week one. The Colts were the better side in that game. And to me, this is a spot where I just don't trust this Jacksonville Jaguar team. They love to shoot themselves in the foot with drops, with turnovers, with penalties, with block kicks, whatever it is. They really don't take advantage of teams when they're up. They have a hard time pulling away. We saw Houston take advantage of all those mistakes. I don't think this is a blowout in any way, shape, or form. Hate the travel spot for the Jaguars. I'll, I'll take the plus four with the Colts here. Completely agree with Mike. I think the winner, I don't know who it's going to be, is going to be by either three or four points on either side. Completely agree. Disgusting spot for the Jags. I'll take the Colts catching three in the first half. We continue, boys. Let's go. Next up, 265. Carolina is at Miami. It's a big number. 14, Samich, 47 and a half with the Dolphins laying it. Your Miami Dolphins. Yeah, baby. We're not laying the 14, but give me the over here. 47 and a half. I think that's a tick too low. I made this one right around 49. Uh, this is not a good Panthers defense. It was at the start of the year when you had JC Horton in, when you had all these, the, the, their secondary healthy. That secondary is a mess now. Miami going to be able to put up point after point against them. And the one thing I'll say about Bryce Young, he's starting to come along and get some trash points on the board. He scored 14 in the fourth quarter against Detroit to push that game over. I think this one goes over as well. I'll take the over 47 and a half. No play here, but you, if you're still alive in Survivor and you have the Dolphins, this is your spot. The Dolphins team total, they dropped 70 on Denver. They can drop 31 on Carolina. 30 and a half is the team total. We're going to go over that with the Miami Dolphins. Next up, 267 Detroit's at Tampa Bay. Detroit's laying three, Samich, and the total's 42. This is a total I've been banging the drum about playing the under since Monday. 42, it's gotten away from it a little bit. I wrote an article on, on Monday and said it gave out 44 and a half. I think this one's going to keep being back toward the under. I would lean toward the under still, but it's hard to make a play here. I do like the Bucks plus the three and a half at any point we get it. Uh, to me, this is just a, a Lions team that's absolutely at the top of its market. When Philadelphia came to town, the Philly got bet down to four and a half. That means you have a Philly minus one and a half on a neutral against the Lions. I'd be betting Philly all day, every day in that spot. So for me here, this is the Bucks off a bye, catching points at home. So give me Tampa plus the three, but I'm going to wait out to see if I can get a three and a half. If I can't, I will bet the three on game day. Yeah, I would have taken Detroit in this spot. Normally speaking, I don't mind the three as much. Coming off of a bye, I like teams in those spots. They're a lot healthier than Detroit is right now. I'm going to pass on this game, but lean Lions. Yeah, the health makes you pass. The Lions 27 and 12 ATS under Campbell. That's the best in the NFL in that span, but I can't do it. The injuries are too much. Let's go plus three with the Bucks. Next up, let's go quick, boys. 269 New England at Vegas. Three and 41. Vegas is laying it, Samich. It's gross, uh, but this is the bottom of the market for New England, so you got to take the plus three here. Uh, so I, I have a plus three in my account. Patriots plus three all day. 
Patriots plus three. It's disgusting. It's the bottom really of the is. market. Like you said, <laughs> it's the best spot that new England's going to be in all year. Take the three Arizona at the Rams. The Rams are laying seven and 49 on the total Samich. I played this one as a second half of a teaser leg when San Francisco was in that teaser range. If you get another teaser leg you like, I do like the Rams here. I think the Rams laying the sevens the right side. Uh, I didn't bet it, but my lean would be the Rams in this one. I said Houston Texans teaser Rams down to one here. I like those two teams in a tease. I do too. I, I, the tease partner, you know what? I'll go with our next one. The Phil, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles down to a half a point. So I'll take the Rams down to one Eagles next up two seventy three down to a half at the Jets six and a half and 40 and a half on the total Samich. Uh, lean toward the Eagles minus the six and a half here. Love the second half under if the Eagles are ahead. They're really going to slow this game down if they have a lead in the first half. So you got to keep an eye on it. It'll probably pop up somewhere around the 20, 20 and a half range. Take the under if the Eagles have a 10 point or greater lead. Guys, I'm opposite of you. Give me the Jets here plus six and a half. Zach Wilson's playing a little bit better, but I think this team with Jalen Carter missing practice. I like uh, the Jets here in six and a half. For new betters, what Samish is talking about, like last night, you had an opportunity to bet under 21 and a half on that second and a half. You knew up 13 to nothing. Kansas City wasn't going to do anything. Show nothing. It cashes under. Next up, let's go 275 Giants at Buffalo. 15 Buffalo's lane at 44 Samich. Uh, I, I'll take the 15 with the Giants. Another gross one, but I think this is the bottom of the market. The Bills, I know they, they beat up on these bad teams, but 15, I think, is just a little too much here. Patrick, we get to skip Sunday night football this weekend. <laughs> you have to take the 15. Yeah. That's a ridiculous number. There's got to be some pride in that Giants locker room. Uh, Monday, can't skip at them all. Let's go 16 on the 16th. Dallas at the Chargers. Samich, Dallas lane, two and a half, 51 on the total. Man, I hate this game. I'll go Cowboys. I, I, I lean Cowboys. I haven't bet it yet. I, I kind of like the under uh, with these two offenses just because I don't think that you're going to see nearly the points in this game. But I lean Cowboys, lean the under, haven't bet anything yet. Give me the Chargers plus the two. And the reason I'll take it is the money line's only 110. So I'll take the two here with the Chargers. I'll take the Chargers plus the two and a half just to piss off our boss and the rest of the crew at VEASAN. <laughs> Mike Samich in the handle. Travel safely. Great to see you on a Friday. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you. You got it. I'll have a pillow pack for me. So I'm not BYOP <laughs> to Vegas. <laughs> Great job, Amal. Enjoy the football this weekend. Big guy, we missed you. We'll see you on Monday. Wyatt, tremendous job. We'll see you on Monday here on Sharp Money. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This message comes from Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship. With thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.